This episode of Guitar Radio Show is brought to you in part by... With a unique design and construction, DNA Guitars is a clear choice when looking for the all-around guitar. DNA Guitars' recipe for creating perfect instruments is steeped in tradition while looking toward the future. DNA's recessed bridge construction is a five-point contact bridge, a solid brass bridge that is inset into the body, maximizing strength, contact, and string vibration. An incredibly comfortable guitar to play, DNA Guitars molds to your body, and the neck profiles are wonderful to play across. DNA uses an exclusive 100% solderless wiring harness that is designed for guitars with single-coil or humbucker setup. Looking for versatility? Look no more. Check out DNA Guitars. Go to dnaguitarcompany.com. Custom guitars handcrafted in the USA. DNA Guitars. Innovation to fuel your inspiration. And also by... Hey everybody, Mark David from Guitar Radio Show. Have you heard about LockKnob? LockKnob.com? LockKnob is a revolutionary product invented by a musician for musicians solving the long-time problem of lost settings. How many times have you been at a gig or a session only to have to reset all of your settings on your amp or your pedals because they move during transit? You can upgrade your existing knobs on your amp, pedals, mixer, guitar, almost anything with a pot with an all-aluminum quality made reusable knob that does more than just look pretty. Never lose your settings again. Lock it down with LockKnob. Go to LockKnob.com for more. Welcome to Guitar Radio Show, the show dedicated to the guitar player, guitar maker, gear builder, and purveyors of such items that you may not know about, but should. Here's your host, Mark Davin. Hey! Hey, how you doing? Welcome to episode 144 of Guitar Radio Show. We got a cool one today. Uh, I got to uh, visit uh, the workshop of a DIY builder um, of some of the coolest amps. Uh, And there's a whole bunch of great amp builders here, as well as guitar builders, here in Austin. And uh, I got to sit with... uh, Mr. Blumentritt. How do you spell Texas Tone? Spell it Blumentritt. <laughs> That's how you do it. It's B-L-U-M-E-N-T-R-I-T-T. We met at the... Um, uh, he and I met at the uh, Guitarlington Festival. And uh, he is super talented and um, really knowledgeable about all things tone. And... Uh, I'm going to play you some clips in just a little bit, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear that. And uh, actually, if you go to the show notes for this particular episode, uh, there's a really cool video that we threw together, uh, a little promo video for for this episode and for uh, for them. And man, it's just killer stuff. And it is definitely the sound of Austin, Texas, right there. Uh, so we're going to be sharing that with you. All right, what do you think about that? Hey, today is Wednesday. Tomorrow, Thursday, we've got a blog from Adam, 500 Words with Adam P. Hunt at GuitarRadioShow.com on more guitarists you should know that you might not know. So you should check that out, GuitarRadioShow.com. And uh, there'll be lots of vid and uh, sound clips and stuff like that uh, to go along with that blog. So you should check it out. 
500 words on guitarists you should know. There's a lot out there, man. It's amazing how many talented people there are out there. Yeah. All right, cool. You ready? Hey, check out some of these tones uh, from Blumentritt Amps. You can go to uh, Blumentritt.us. I'm looking at the site right now to learn more about them. All right. In the meantime, check out these tones. Uh, this, just to give you a little setup, is a uh, $80 Mexican Strat I bought at the Dallas Guitar Festival about two, three years ago. And I put um, some Nico's pickups in there and uh, gave it a once-over, got it running well, and uh, dig these sounds. And then we'll get right into the interview. Okay? Guitar Radio Show. GuitarRadioShow.com. <laughs> Blumentritt from Blumentritt Amplification, and we're here to talk about the Texas Tone Series amplifiers. How are you? I'm doing great today, Mark. Good. I'm glad. Um, We've been playing the amps for a little while before we sat down to talk, and uh, it's interesting to see the difference between them. Many times I'll play amps and like you can't tell one from the other, whereas these are very distinct, distinct, distinctly different sounding amps as you go through each one. Yeah, each one, these these two amps that we're looking at, the Texas Tone 12 and the 210 Special, they're built with different parts, different tubes, different speakers, and they're built for different purposes. The 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 little one, the the 12, has built-in tremolo. And it's more of a blues type of an amp, whereas the the 210 has a little cleaner tone. It's a 6L6 versus 6V6 on the other, and it's got a more of a traditional tone stack on it. And it's it's a different. I don't know. It's just everything's different about it. It's a, yeah, for sure. Though they both maybe play differently. I I started approaching the instrument in a different way as I played each one. The smaller one, the little one, has is, is got that, got a real creamy sound, has incredible, incredible clean tones, but breaks up really nicely. But the big one is obviously more power, but there's something else going on there as well from a tonal standpoint. And I'm not really sure how to point that out. Yeah, well, one thing I'd like to note is, is when, when Leo Fender first built his amps and his guitars his amps didn't have any controls on them at all it was just a on and off there were no volume control on the amp there was no tone control on the amp everything was controlled through the guitar and th- those were the k and f models mm-hmm. and it, they were sold as a match set you had the guitar and the amp and one was no good without the other 
And so I look at it as an amplifier, as, as another instrument. Just like your guitar, you get a guitar with, you get a Strat with your three single coils, or you get a Tele with the famous Tele twang, or you get a Les Paul, that creamy, smooth kind of sound. The amps are the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more than just, okay, Fender Clean and Marshall Dirty. It's, it's, these amps have different characteristics. They have a, 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 a deep bass, or, or they'll have a, a reservoir of power, mm-hmm. um, a lot of headroom for adding pedals or for getting clean at volume, or a, or a creamy overdrive. It just depends on what you want to what what you want the amp to be you can make it be that thing right so when when you set out to make an amp what i mean obviously these are two very different sounding amplifiers as you're going to hear in some of the show notes if you go back and look at the show notes at guitarradioshow.com you'll be able to see that and also on our youtube channel um but um when you're setting out to to go ahead and and voice one of these things do you i mean you have an idea of at the what what the end game is going to be for you as far as tone? Yeah, I, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to, but you have an idea. And, and these are not clone amps. I, they're more inspired by. I mean, the circuits have been around for seventy years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Leo Fender was paying Ma Bell uh, Western Electric licensing fees for the circuits. So they've been around since the 40s or before. But the the 12 was inspired by an old Gibson GA something or another mm-hmm. with, with tremolo, and some guy did a restoration of it, and I got intrigued by that. And I said, you know, I've been playing a succession of amps. I've never been really happy with one. I like the sound clips he got. I wrote to the guy. He gave me a few tips. I sat down on the clean sheet of paper and drew a schematic and a, and a layout, and it was designed to be a 6V6 amp with tremolo, the old-style tremolo, not the new stuff with the photocells and the on-off switch mm-hmm. sounding thing. But to give that rich, I don't know what you call it, very rich, lush tremolo sound and also a creamy uh, overdrive sound. And so that was my goal in, mm-hmm. in doing it. Well, I, that's one thing that we were talking earlier about the tremolo, um, that it's it's not so much a tremolo, it's not really a vibrato, it's more of a pulsating kind of a sound that comes out of there. It's different than most tremolos I've, I've tried. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. Uh, and that's, that's accidentally by design. In other words, I tried three or four different tremolo circuits and this is the one that sounded the best to me Mm -hmm. just by changing the values of the components Mm -hmm. the first guy that tested this amp they played it live and they had two guitar players and i've got a clip that i have on my site they're looking at each other nodding their heads yeah this tremolo really sounds great and and i like it (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's great. It's old style, and it it does pulse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, like I said, it's different than anything I've heard before. And it and it, it, it am I mistaken? Does it kind of um, add to the uh, overdrive? Is the wrong word, 
but does it does it help the amp break up a little bit more when it's on yeah it really does because you're you're changing the bias of the power output tubes and as you change that you're changing the frequency response and the distortion characteristic of the tube so yeah so you're so you're pushing the tube more more or less depending on where it is where it is (laughs) but usually more distortion yeah yeah, because I, I noticed that it was it was really kind of cool to to play some like uh, I was playing some Link Ray and and uh, uh, and just some like you know some got like a Credence vibe, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I built that, I built myself a transistorized tremolo pedal, mm-hmm. and then I also have a DSP a multi effects pedal mm-hmm. that has tremolo, mm-hmm. and I did a side by side by side comparison one day, and. The, the weakest sounding of them all was the DSP multi-effects tremolo. And then the, the foot pedal with the transistance tremolo, transistor tremolo, was very clean sounding and, and nice sounding. But when you put it up against the real tube tremolo, it's like, okay, forget everything else. This is yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I need to know why. Why did you do this in the first place? Why did you? I mean, you know, it's so funny because I talked to guitar amp. I could Guitar makers, amp makers, pedal makers, string guys, guys who make picks. I'm always fascinated. As to, you know, I mean, I, people could ask me the same thing. It's like, well, why did you decide you wanted to do this show? Well, I decided I wanted to do this show because I love guitars. I love guitarists, and I love what they can do with them, and particularly and gear makers. But why did you want to make amplifiers? Well... Basically because I wasn't satisfied with the amps I was playing okay. through. I mean, I've been a tinkerer since I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of a Mr. Fix-It, a do-it-yourself kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I was playing in this band, and, and I, was, I was playing in a couple of bands, and I had two different amps. And, and um, you know, one of them was great for clean, but it didn't have much volume. Mm-hmm. And the other one was okay for... For um, for dirty for distortion, um, but the reverb was really weak on it, and there was no tremolo, and and the, the clean amp had tremolo and no reverb, and like there's always it just they, I wasn't satisfied with them, mm-hmm. and so it's like what the heck, let me build one and see what I can do, <laughs> and I built one, and my wife who's really picky, I sat it on the dining room table for the test, and I played it, and she goes. She's in the other room. She says, that really sounds good. Now, my wife likes it. It must be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is a ringing endorsement right there, for sure. Um, so was there anything other than the fact that we're here in Texas? Um, was there any reason behind the, the moniker Texas Tone? Well, it just sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, you go back and, you know, I... I my dad was a folky, and my, my mom was a pop music, and I grew up on folk music. Uh-huh. And so we were, we were listening to Bob Dylan back when he was playing acoustic guitar sure. back in the early 60s. And he came in the first concert he ever did with, with the band, what became them. It was here in Austin, Texas uh-huh. in, in October 1965, and we went there. Mm-hmm. We were there. And so... He would say in interviews, you know, he got booed around the world with his electric sound. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't get booed here in Austin. And he would say in interviews, you know, you, they, they like my sound down in Texas. And there's this rich history of music in Texas, you mm-hmm. know, not just Bob Wills or, or um, 
Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. but you've got you know Doug Som, you got the Texas Tornadoes, you got mm-hmm. Joe Ely, you got Jimmy Ray and Stevie and and uh, Stevie Ray and Jimmy. Sorry, Thirteen Floor Elevators, Thirteen Floor Rocky Erickson, right? Uh, Eric Johnson, this whole tradition, mm-hmm. and not to mention the country music mm-hmm. aspect of things mm-hmm. with Willie and, and and the whole the the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. And um, but when you think of what is Texas music. Well, you know, a couple of generations ago, it might have meant swing. These days, it's kind of, to me, Texas music is, um, it's kind of somewhere in between R&B and rock and Tex-Mex and country. It's somewhere in this Mm -hmm. soup. It's not regular rock and roll. It's not regular country. Mm -hmm. No, it's a melting pot now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm here in Austin, this home of Austin music. I'm building amps. Texas Tone wasn't taken, believe it or not. <laughs> well, I took it. <laughs> well, it, they're they're beautiful and they sound great. Um, what are you thinking uh, ahead now? For, I mean, how many models do you have? These two, these two models, and I have, I have those two. Right. And I have uh, actually uh, a couple more. I've got one that's a it's a combination of a of a Tweed Champ and a Tweed Deluxe. And um, it's really cool because you can go from clean to just totally dirty in one amp. And you can go from a single-ended 6-watt amp to a push-pull 14-watt amp just by flicking a switch. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And then I have another one now that I'm, I'm building right now that's um, inspired by the old uh, Marshall 18-watts. But mm-hmm. it's not a Marshall 18 watt. Mm-hmm. It's a 6L6 amp. But it has the channel cascade where you take it has a like a tweed channel and a blackface channel, and you cascade one into the other for like a built-in boost, and it'll be a single 12 amp. So, um, uh, wh- what's your opinion on? I mean, you, you've kind of come in. Well, how long have you been doing this now? Um, Several years, five or six years. Yeah. I have to go back and look at the dates. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've noticed in the last five years or so that the uh, there has been a real crest of uh, low wattage amps becoming more important in the forefront. Why do you? What do you think that is? I have my own ideas, but what do you think that is from? Well, I, to me, there's two things. One is the one trip from your car. <laughs> To the stage. <laughs> you can carry your guitar on your back, your uh-huh. gig bag in one hand, your amp in the other, and mm-hmm. you don't have to make multiple trips out to the car. Uh-huh. That's one of them. Secondly, uh, like this Texas 210 Special, I built that because for a guy that had a tweed basement that he just loved. It was a clone built by a respected builder, and he loved it. It was just too much amp. Mm-hmm. You're playing in clubs. You're playing in bars. You're playing in coffee houses. Even 40 watts and four tens is too much amp, and yeah. he'd have to turn it down so low that then he had to alter the tone to get by putting a boost pedal on. He couldn't get the right tone out of the amp. So you're going to something a little smaller. You can get rich tone out of it. And now we have good PAs. You, if you need, mm-hmm. I play this little 12 watt amp at outdoor gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guitar players in the band had a 100 watt Marshall stack, and I got a little 12 watt tube amp, and I just stick a mic in front of it and. You're keeping up. I'm keeping up. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's portability and it's yeah. it's being able to get that sweet spot mm-hmm. without getting too loud. Sweet mm-hmm. spot of the amp tone without getting too loud. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too is that sweet spot. Um, you know, when I found out that uh, you know Derek and the Dominoes, Eric Clapton recorded Layla with a Fender Champ. I was blown away by that. I was blown away by the idea of that. And then more and more, I see heroes of mine like Jeff Beck playing small wattage amps, you know. I mean, he's still out there. He's got his half stack for when he needs it, yeah. you know. But this array of amps that are up on the stage, he's playing these these low wattage amps. Sure, sure. And <clears throat> funny thing, you mentioned Layla. Well, you know, you had Eric Clapton and you had uh, Dwayne Allman, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the the, I think Eric's guitar track probably they use four channels for that. I ha- I wrote a blog on this called "Why You Can't Sound Like Your Guitar Hero." Uh-huh. Well, they had four channels just for his, just for Eric's rhythm guitar, you know, intro, the the famous lick on the right. Way. And you mentioned Jeff Beck on some album he did. He recorded four tracks. He had. An, uh, uh, an amp like a twin sitting on the floor pointing upwards in an enclosed closet with an amp, uh, a mic hanging from the ceiling mixed with rod straight in the board mixed with a uh, champ mixed with and it's like three or four different amps all mixed together right right well you can't do that live but you can get a little amp and push it into the sweet spot and get a get the right kind of tone yeah and there you will see at times when these guitar heroes will have occasion to be on stage with just a little amp. And Clapton still sounds like Clapton, and Jeff Beck still sounds like Jeff Beck. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So when, when you're building these, um, what makes you decide what kind of tube you're going to use, particular tube you're going to use? <laughs> Well, uh, what I think I can get for a good price? No. <laughs> uh, um, no, actually, I read online tube reviews from distributors, not necessarily from the manufacturer, but from the, the tube outlet houses. And I'll, they'll test 12 different 12AX7s or 6L6s against each other, and they say, well, this is what we found, and these are the characteristics we found. And then I look at user reviews, too. And so I'll use that in selecting what tube. And sometimes it's in what works best for the amp. I tried one brand of tube in this amp, and it didn't work well. And I tried another tube in there, and it, it's like night and day. Hmm. So okay. it's a variety of things. And what, and what about speakers? Because we were talking earlier, before we, before we hit the record button, we were saying how, you know, you've got an amp... And you go ahead and you change your speaker, and you've got a different amp. Right. Now, these two amps that we're looking at, the 210 Special and the, and the, and the 12, they both have Jensen's. I've got a Jensen C12Q in the, in the Texas Tone 12 and, and two Jensen 10s in the 210 Special. I'm real happy with them. Mm-hmm. They're uh, reasonably priced. They have great tone. Jensen's been around for long, as long as I have. And uh, they sound good, you know. Uh, I've got an eminent speaker in the other one, but I had a I had a situation where I had a Fender stock speaker, like a Blues Junior speaker, mm-hmm. and it had a nice chimey sound, 
but it was a little lacking on the bottom end and in the volume. So I put a, a, a high-efficiency jazz-type eminent speaker in there, and all of a sudden it's a new amp. It's, it's not only louder, but it's more full-range, more... Enables you to get more, do more um, different things with the amp. Mm-hmm. So, do you lean towards one brand over another, or is it just for what you're going for? Uh, I, I typically use either Eminence or Jensen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jensen people <laughs> want me to use their stuff, and I might because I'm real happy with their right with their uh, speakers. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they're kind of making a comeback too, aren't they? They are. They've got their, they've got a wide variety of uh, product out there, mm-hmm. and with different characteristics. But I try to, I try to match the speaker with the amp. You know, if you're going for a blues tone, you're going for a clean country tone. You want a different speaker. What What do you want? Well, you know, you may want a speaker with high efficiency that's loud. So that it has less breakup, or you may want a speaker with uh, with early breakup, or, or a whole lot of mid range, or maybe very little mid range. You know, it's what are you looking for in your sound? Mm-hmm. Because it's a complementary. What you hear is what comes out of the speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. These are these are great amps, um, and. They they vary in price these two, uh, a little bit. The 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 two ten is a little more expensive because it's got m- more speakers, bigger cabinet, more parts in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a little bit more, about a hundred dollars more than yeah. the smaller one. Right. Well, they're 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 beautiful to look at. They're not just they just don't sound good. They look good too. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I don't know. I guess I'm partial to blondes or something. <laughs> Because I've got a tweed amp and two blonde amps, and uh, I like the fact that that um, it does. It's just not another black amp with silver girl cloth. Yeah, you know, it needs to look different. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a couple more cabinets in the back. They look pretty much like the two ten, the the uh, the blonde with the uh, I don't know what they call it, salt and pepper girl cloth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the look of it. It doesn't look like anything else. No, but and at the same time, they've got a real classic vibe to them. Yeah, it looks reminiscent of maybe a Fender Tweed or Brown kind of thing, but it's it's but not but not yeah. And the sound is the same. It's not it's not a Tweed Deluxe and it's not a Tweed Baseman. There's something else entirely going on. Yeah. So what's ahead for for for, for this particular? Is this, is this going to be, is this the end for this line, or are you going to continue with this line? Well, you know, it what what I think is going to people are going to like is not necessarily what people like. Mm-hmm. I got uh, at the last show, I got a lot more response out of the two ten amp than I got out of the twelve with tremolo, whereas. Previously, I got more response out of the 12 with tremolo. That's interesting. Why do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty odd. I mean, it's, it's funny that people, uh, well, you know, I, I guess ears change. I guess. Or maybe it's that it looks cooler. 
I don't know. But it sounds you were playing you were playing through both these amps. Yeah. And you, you were playing through the twelve with tremolo, yeah. and you were liking the sound. Yeah. And then you started playing with pedals and a different guitar, and all of a sudden you're liking the other amp better. That's true. I did. And 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 as you said previously, it's a different. You play differently because you sound different, and I think that's what a good instrument's all about. Mark is, is. You know, you can go down to the store and buy a $99 guitar, <clears throat> Fender guitar, and a $99 amp. Mm-hmm. Or you can buy a $2,000 guitar and a $2,000 amp. But in most cases, the higher quality equipment is going to inspire you to play better because it, it, it sounds better and it plays better. Mm-hmm. You know, I played for years with cheap acoustics, and then I got a good Martin, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I don't need another guitar anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. When you when you hit well, it's once again it's the sweet spot, right? You hit that sweet spot. <laughs> that's what it's all. That's really with an amp. That's what it's all about. With the guitar, you want the action to be right, and people roll pickups. But you know, I don't know how. Uh, you know, pickups all sound different. Mm-hmm. But the amp, I try to take on a characteristic of its own. Do the amps not just something you plug into? It's it's something that gives a different characteristic to your sound oh without a doubt i mean you know i mean there are times when i'll go and try out a guitar and before i even plug into an amp i'll sit with the guitar for a while just to get an idea of how it feels how it plays and how it sounds acoustically even though it's an electric guitar yeah um once i know that that's that's happening then it's about finding the amp um but as I've gotten older, I have become a little more fussy about that. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. What I like now um, isn't what I liked 50 years yeah. or 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, when I was 40 years ago and I was learning to play guitar. Yeah. I played through horrible stuff. <laughs> What'd you play through? <laughs> I don't know that I should mention it because the company's still in business. <laughs> but uh, I, my first amp was a, was a Bogan 50-watt to PA system amp that you might use in a school auditorium. Uh-huh. And my brother and I played bass and guitar at the same time through, that through the same amp. And it sounded great. <laughs> and then I got some fancy EQ channel switching solid state thing that was just horrible. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I played through a Music Man amp, and uh-huh. uh, that was great, but it was too loud and too clean. Way loud. Way loud, way, way clean. loud. Those amps are ridiculously loud. They're way loud. There's a great band from here in Texas, from Port Arthur. Um, oh, God, now it's going to escape me. Um, Podunk. Podunk. Um, and they're a rock band. Yeah, and they're a great rock band. Great harmonies, great guitar harmonies, really great songs. And the guitar player singer he plays through a Music Man, an old one, an old one, yeah. and it's noisy and it's loud as hell. They're loud. That's just it's the way I describe the original Music Man's is real clean uh-huh. and real loud. <laughs> so have you ever played? Have you ever played through a solid state amp that that did it for you? No, the closest one, the only one that I played in modern history was a PV band at 65. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And those are actually decent little amps. Yeah. The the so-called clean channel is better than the so-called distortion uh-huh. channel. But they were. I played two of them. 
one on either side of the stage uh-huh. through a, like a stereo chorus. Uh-huh. And uh, this is a good little amp. Yeah, yeah. No, I like those too. Those are those are favored by a lot of um, pedal steel players. Sure, P- they love PVMs, yeah. especially like uh, the uh, Nashville whatever with the big fifteen inch speaker. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I eventually moved on from that to a pro reverb, but uh, it was a that was a, a solid state amp that actually worked for me. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Um, so what's ahead for you? Well, I I love building amps. Uh-huh. I've got one under construction, another one in design. These are kind of standard models, the Texas Tone 12 and the 210 Special. Um, I've got I've got them down with my schematics and my parts lists and my work instructions and uh, and uh, you know, just try to get my name out there in the public and get people interested in having a real good amp. Yeah, for sure. Or as we say in Texas, a real good amp. <laughs> that amp's real good. <laughs> How can people find out about you? Uh, you know, I try to. I have a. I have a Facebook presence. I have a. Um, I have a website. If you if you do a web search for Austin tube amps, I'm number one on the list. All right. Um, you know, I'm I'm not much of a. I don't hang out a whole lot. I, I, I'm not very. I'm kind of like the uh, proverbial hermit in a cave, putting together amps. But I, I have a few musician friends, and I try to get my word out and let uh-huh. them try them and play them and, uh-huh. and get them out that way. Wow, they're real good, and we're going to spread the word. So, well, I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, the uh, Arlington Guitar Show was pretty successful, and 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 uh, was very helpful. And you're being there and playing it with your wonderful Killer B guitar <laughs> <laughs> through the amp was just one of the highlights of the show. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. We love that guitar. I'll tell you, that, uh, yeah, it's a one of a kind, that sucker. Oh, it's a beauty. Yeah. It's a beauty. I went to find the builder at the show and talked to him. I said, you know, Mark just came by with that guitar. It's wonderful. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Kevin will be happy to hear that. That's great. Well, Bruce, thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Mark. I've I've enjoyed the visit, and uh, you know, play more through the amp. And I love to I love to hear you play. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, we're going to sign off right here. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, cool stuff, right? I mean, those sounds, man. Holy cow! I wasn't even sure that was me playing. That was good stuff. Uh, I, I just love that sound, man. It's 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 great. And uh, he really knows the stuff. And um, uh, it was great to talk to him. Thank you, Mr. Blumentritt. Go to blumentritt.us. And if you're at uh, uh, Guitarlington this year, I assume he'll be here, be there this year. I hope so. Uh, great, great builder, talented guy, and uh, you should check out his gear. All right, we got to get out of here. But um, remember, tomorrow on Thursday, we've got Adam's 500 words on more guitarists you should know. Uh, I think he'll be interested in some of some of the ones that he has picked, and uh, I'm always surprised because he always he's always turning me on to somebody, and I'm always trying to do the same. But he's he always ones up ones up me. He's he's good at it. He's just great at that. Um, we gotta get out of here. But in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep on playing, and we'll see you on the next episode of Guitar Radio Show. Peace. Everybody say, you, Ed.
I like this crowd already. GRS Productions. New episodes of Guitar Radio Show air every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbay, Player FM, Podomatic, and of course on guitarradioshow.com.